The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Thursday morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined as always by Mo Patton. This morning we have intern two, Lawson Smith on the video. I'll be pushing all the buttons, which is not always a good thing, but it is don't, what it don't is. Don't push all the buttons. No, just push the ones that you're supposed to push. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day to do anything you want outside. Although the humidity is going back up. It's not there yet, so take advantage while you can because apparently this weekend it is it's going to be rough. So my anniversary weekend slash Sarah's birthday. I know a lot of people are like you. Did you do that on purpose? No, we did not. <laughs> Except we kind of did. You know, when you plan a wedding for a year and a half and then you just go, <laughs> I'm tired of this. This is ridiculous. Let's get it going already. <laughs> it's like this is this. Let's just let's just do it and then we can have a party later. And then we had a party and nobody showed up. So it's like, good thing we didn't have a wedding. <laughs> well, I mean, when you spring it on people like that, no, we, we no, we, we had the party. We we planned the party. Oh, we, you just we, didn't we plan it. the wedding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, my bad. So it was it was something. <laughs> anyway, ah, <sighs> how are you guys doing? Feeling good today? Feeling great. I can't see Lawson at all because if I try to look at him, I see light. <laughs> oh. oh, so you're looking directly into the light there. Yeah. His his face is just a light. <laughs> Probably with. It's, can you see him through the light? No, I can't see anything but the light. It's it's rough. There we go. That's a little better. Oh man, what's up, Lawson? Good to see you. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm doing a lot better today, though. I woke up. My sunburn's not as bad as it was yesterday. Hey, that's good. Woke up feeling great. Uh, those seven layers of aloe that you put on it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's all I did yesterday. Whatever works. <laughs> Reapply. Reapply. Greetings of the day. Uh, what's up? Oh, I just felt like that was a popular saying, judged yeah. by, judging by my spam account in my emails. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Just I <laughs> I was I was watching something about scams on the internet the other day, and this 
this uh, lady had been scammed of like $30,000. And so they called this other person to scam them. And they were like, yes, take a check, make it out to Susan and take it to her house and, uh, or mail it to whatever address. And the address just happened to be like right down the road. So they were like, oh, we're going to go catch this scammer. Well, it turns out it was a person that had been scammed for $30,000 and they were going to, they were getting them to pay her back. (laughs) 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 And, and so they did, they, they gave her the money. And they said, do not give this to anybody else. If they tell you, you know, whatever they tell you, do not give anybody any money. Because uh, they thought if they, could get, if they could get the money from someone else to give to her, she would continue the supplying them. Good Lord. So, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It is nuts. And oh. uh, it, it's just amazing. If you do something like this and this many folks are doing it, clearly it works. Well, there's, there's gullible people out there. My my dad's great aunt, maybe. My dad's great aunt was scammed out of almost everything she owns. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So, in Jamaica. So, yeah, hmm. tough. There are, I mean... Uh, People who don't understand what you're telling them, I guess I get it. But anyway. Michael Long says the volumes are low. Well, uh, I guess, Michael, turn up your... Uh, here. Is that, is that better on, on uh, the iPad? Is that any better there? I think so, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> turn your computer up, Michael. I got nothing for you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, the The audio on the... On the the music gets a little loud sometimes, and then our voices are a lot lower than the audio on the <laughs> than the than the music. Yeah. Hey, we got a good show for you today, and of course, we'll talk about you know we'll give you the rundown here later this segment, but we also are going to talk a little post nineteen baseball because they were uh, they were in action last night. Uh, we will talk a little bit about Vanderbilt's walk off, and that was something. I guess that's I don't even know how to how to say it. Seriously, like it was just it's the weirdest thing. Um, when the only time you lead a game is at the end of the game, yeah. Well, I guess that's the only time that matters, obviously. Right. But still, you that know, also it, happened for the Islanders last night. Exactly. So we're going to talk about that. We've got hockey. We've got NBA. Uh, we're going to let Lawson talk a little bit about hockey. We will touch briefly on the NBA because none of us really watch it that much, but can't not talk about uh, the incredible performance from Trey Young. So we'll also talk to Columbia Parks and Rec's director, uh, Mac Reagan, and along with city manager Tony Massey to talk a little bit about some big news yesterday. Huge news yesterday. Uh, yeah. Um, so apparently the co-coaching situation with the University of Tennessee softball is no longer. At, yeah. <laughs> Ralph Weekly announced his retirement. But is sharing. But, but staying, Karen, so, Karen Karen Weekly is staying and will assume all coaching duties. So, so yeah, it's, And didn't she get an extension as well? She did. She did. So um you know, I 
It's odd. I mean, how how is he not going to be around? Right. I mean, what are you going to do? Sit at the you house pack, while she's... Pack, pack her lunch, make her coffee, send her off to work, and he's just going to sit at the house? <laughs> I mean, what? You know, how, does that, how does that work in, you know, in actuality? Uh, I, I can't imagine him not continuing to be around. It's like... I'm going fishing. Good luck this weekend against Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to go to Rhodes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. But um, I, I'm fascinated by it. But um, I, I think that's big news. I just thought that they would they would retire together. together. That would make because sense. Because when I first saw the stuff breaking on, on Twitter and the tribute video that UT did and all that stuff, I'm like, hmm, wonder who they're going to hire to replace them. Right. <laughs> well, they're not replacing them. They're not even replacing him. She's just <laughs> continuing. Yeah. It's, so. it's an odd situation, but it, it was an odd situation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just a continuation of a weird situation. It's, it's just odd in a different sort of way, I guess. But, yeah, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that with, with Mac Reagan and, and Tony Massey. And, you know, those two put together the, the Mid-State Classic. They've had UT come in here and play out at Ridley Park against various opponents in various times um it's always been a challenge because of when the game was played of getting it played from year to year actually it has not taken place now since 2019 mm-hmm. correct so um be interesting to see you know what the plans are for it in 2022 now so we'll talk to those guys we will and we will also Obviously, talk Braves, and then we'll visit in the final segment of the day. We will visit with the Vot, the Vot, and Hall of Famer, Mister Mike Keith, who has a significant connection to one of the people in this room. I wouldn't say significant. Oh, it's the, the, the yeah, it's it's significant. You went to you went to kindergarten with Mike. Keith's son, right? For half a year. For half a year. Why was it just half a year? Tell us. Um, I was a troublemaker, <laughs> and I got into plenty of fights in my short time at BGA. But as a five-year-old, the straw that broke the camel's back was I refused to go to sleep during nap time, and my teacher went to email my parents, so I unplugged her computer. <laughs> Thus, thus stopping the email from being sent. When the principal ended up telling my dad, he had to hold back bursting out laughter. <laughs> because that's had, hilarious. And he had to act like he was mad at me, you know, because. Uh, <sighs> this was in kindergarten? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. He got expelled. From kindergarten. From kindergarten. <laughs> wow. Glad I did, though. I, I I knew that you had gone to BGA for, and and I knew that you didn't stay long, but I did not know how long oh, yeah. or, why. or why you left. <laughs> well, now you know. Now, I, now we know the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. <laughs> That's exactly right. Is wow. that not wild? That's that may be the best story I've ever heard on this show. That, yeah, <laughs> Michael Long says it's legend material, and it, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I would not disagree. Goodness gracious, that's hilarious! Uh, I couldn't help. I, he, when I heard this story off the air, I thought this can't be real. This it's not one hundred percent true. Oh, I, uh, who would lie about something like that, though? There you go. There you go. 
Um, but yeah, great show for you today. We're super pumped about it. So, uh, make sure to stick around all day long. We are live in the Lee company studio here from the front porch sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM on West 7th in Columbia, Tennessee. Also welcome into our friends in Franklin County on 94.5, the Eagle WZYX. Happy to have you guys along with us. We're about to get ready for our first break. But first, we have to give you the rundown. This is the This is the rundown. That was fun. The Rundown on Thursday is brought to you by Barry B. Coble at Crest Point Wealth Management. She offers personalized wealth management strategies for clients based on where you are in your financial journey. Go see Barry at Crest Point Wealth Management at 700 North Main Street in Columbia. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Crest Point Wealth Management and Cambridge are not affiliated. In Major League Baseball action of interest from last night, it was the Detroit Tigers defeating the St. Louis Cardinals 6-2. It was the Brewers 3, the Diamondbacks 2, and the Mets defeated the visiting Braves 7-3. In NBA playoff action, the Atlanta Hawks take a 1-0 lead in the series via a 116-113 win over Milwaukee. And in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the New York Islanders in overtime Force game seven with a 3-2 win over Tampa Bay. It's going to be a fun one. In College World Series action last night, Stanford was defeated on a walk-off wild pitch by (laughs) their best guy, Brendan Beck, as Vanderbilt gets off the mat for a 6-5 victory. In American Legion action last night out at Dave Hall Field, it was post-19 seniors with an 11-5 victory over Old Hickory. Tonight's baseball action on Bally Sports South at 610. You can hear the Braves as they travel to Cincinnati to take on the Reds. You can also hear that on 1037 WKRM, our sister station. Pre-game beginning at 455. And then, of course, tonight the Indians take on the Twins in Minnesota. That's a 7-10 first pitch, and you can see it on ESPN+. You can see that Braves game on Bally Sports South as well as hear it. Just for the record. I, I did say that you could see it, didn't I? No, you said you could hear it. Oh. <laughs> well, you can't see it here. You can hear it here. You can see it there. <laughs> there we go. In the Western Conference Finals of the NBA Playoffs, Game 3, the Phoenix Suns travel to the L.A. Clippers. That's an 8 o'clock start on ESPN. Stanley Cup Playoff Western Conference, Game 6. Vegas Golden Knights travel to Montreal. That's a 7 o'clock start on USA Network. And in College World Series elimination play tonight, Texas takes on Virginia. That game starts at 6 on the deuce. It's only only an elimination game if one team loses. (laughs) Virginia's got to get beat twice. Right? Virginia hasn't lost. Okay. No, Virginia has lost because Mississippi State beat them the other night. Okay. Mississippi State hasn't lost. That's right. All right, there we go. Very confusing. Are they playing these finals of that on a Wednesday at 2 o'clock? I don't think so. 
I don't believe so. I'm just curious. <laughs> because obviously, I'm sure you're not the only one that's curious. I don't understand why we're playing one game a night in an elimination match games. <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But you brought it up. I know. But it gets confusing, and I don't understand why we're doing it this way when we could play two games. It's, what else they got going on at TD Ameritrade? I don't think are the Omaha, I don't think I don't think the the storm chasers the storm chasers playing at two o'clock. No, I don't think it's this format that's wrong. I think it's the earlier format that you're referring to that needs adjusting. Perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Let's figure it out though. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're gonna talk about post nineteen. They have uh, kind of just give you a little update about what's going on with them. They're seven and two on the season, so. A lot to talk about. And we'll talk a little bit more about this College World Series and uh, Vanderbilt's walk-off last night. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be right back right after this. Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and Lawson Smith here with you on this Thursday edition of the show. The off air conversations <laughs> are fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll get what, we'll, we'll, and then. That conversation will be had on these airwaves at some point, but uh, and you're going to want to hear it yeah. when it does. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I guess. I mean, we 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 know this information. Let's just give them this. Six people have been interviewed for the Columbia girls basketball job. The interviews have taken place. There you go. They we have- don't know anything more than that. We don't even know who was interviewed. We just know that there were six of them yesterday. Speak for yourself, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to save us from... No, I I don't mind saying. We know we're just not going to say at this point. I I don't feel comfortable because of 
<laughs> where I got the information. I was trying to save that person. <laughs> uh, I, we know. Those people. We, we, yeah. 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 You know, you can save people without lying. You can. Um, you know. People so, yeah. have been interviewed, yes. Six people, of them, as a matter of fact. Six of them have been interviewed. So, there you go. And, and ideally, Monday begins the, late, uh, the dead period. Ideally, by the time the dead period ends and athletic activities can resume, Columbia Central will have a girls' basketball coach. I can't imagine that within the next two weeks they won't. Yeah, so. So, new, newly named Columbia Central principal Kevin Eady, who does not become official for another week, Burning the midnight oil. Well, I mean, right in the middle one. of the dead period. Right in the so. middle. There you go. <laughs> That's good. He can just go ahead and make that hire right in the middle of the dead period. Uh, it's a the coaching carousel in in our coverage area has been something to pay attention to this year. Meanwhile, you know, still Kalioka girls is still open. Mount Pleasant boys is still open. Mount Pleasant baseball is now open, and. There's another one that may be open or may not, depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that and that one is it is what it is. Oh, so much going on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh you're and not, continue to follow SM Sports.com. You're not gonna find it anywhere else. And and if you subscribe to sm-tnsports.com. You don't even have to go to the website because whenever anything is posted, it will come to you. That's right. And it's absolutely free. We charge you free, nothing. Free, free, free. Free, 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 free. Yeah. Um, yeah, we charge you nothing. All you have to do is on our website in the in the left-hand column there, if you uh, look under the our logo, you just type in your email address Click that green follow button, and boom, everything we write comes directly to your inbox. Now, we're not going to promise you that's not going to come to you at 2 a.m. <laughs> because it comes whenever we post it. It comes when we post it. <laughs> but it'll be there when you wake up. So you can you can have a pretty good idea of what kind of sleeping habits we have. <laughs> Especially when we're here at 9 o'clock. And, or eight, well, we're here about 8.15, 8.30, and then uh, after putting some stuff to bed at two o'clock. It's, it gets, it gets tough. Right. Thank God that my kid sleeps through the night. That's all I'm saying. Knock on wood. Knock You're welcome. On all the wood. All, all of the wood, every bit. Yeah. Because my youngest slept through the night until he was like two years old. And then he reverted for about six months. And that was hell. So I feel like a two year old though. I don't know. I, at least you're not having to hold a bottle for them or anything like that. But yeah, but they're still waking you up. Oh yeah, and that's fine. Like if you wake me up, like I mean, it is what it is. But I'm hoping that that just doesn't happen. So let's just keep our fingers crossed. That's right. Um, let's talk a little post nineteen because they did get an eleven five win last night over Old Hickory. Yeah. Um. Dawson Hargrove, who has um, signed with Southwest Tennessee Community College down in Memphis as a pitcher, hit, 
I think his third home run of the season for post-19 last night. It was, in fact, his third. He has six hits on the year. And three of them are home runs. Are dingers. Hey, there you go. Uh, what's economical? <laughs> Eight ribbies. So, um, Only one strikeout. Another Spring Hill product, Brett Bell, two hits, drove in three runs, stole three bases. That's That's pretty versatile right there. I like that. Driving in three runs and stealing three bases. He leads the team with 10 ribbies on the year, matter of fact. That's probably why he's hitting in the number three hole. Eh, probably. Yeah. Probably. So Grant Burleson has nine. He's second on the team. A couple homers for him as well. Brett Bell is one of those kind of rare situations. He's back from his freshman season at Jackson State. You know, every now and then you'll have – a couple of guys who are returning from college baseball just because they've got those odd birth dates. Yep. So those September birthdays like me. Yeah. So it's good to it's good to be able to mix a couple of those guys with experience at that level in as as Scott Beasley has been able to do at times over the past few years. So um, so they um with I, that eleven five oh, go ahead. I, I love that they, they went six innings last night and had six pitchers. Trying to get some guys some work. I mean, especially since they only played the two games right. down at Troy on Friday before the weather hit. So they are they've got a three game series scheduled with Tupelo Post Forty Nine, who they played at Troy last weekend. I think they won that one three one. So they are playing Tupelo at Florence Tuna, <laughs> the University of North Alabama at Tuna Tuna. Wow. This coming from a JSU grad. They play at 5 o'clock on Friday, 11 a.m. on Saturday, and 1 p.m. on Saturday. So they're playing a doubleheader on Saturday. Okay. Single game on Friday at 5, doubleheader starting at 11 o'clock on Saturday against the 49ers. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. And then – Doubleheader on Monday. Doubleheader on Monday down at Trevecca against the Throwbacks. Game time is six and eight. Their next home appearance will be the Independence Day Classic that starts Thursday, July first, out at Columbia State, and we'll try to get some Can't more information. Yeah, it's going to be fun. They, you, that's usually a good deal, man. Um, I think they are playing games at C State and at Spring Hill, and. We'll probably have about seven teams coming in here. We'll get some more information from Scott Beasley on that between now and then. Maybe try to get him on yeah. one day next week to talk about it. But, um, yeah, that'll be some good baseball. be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh, speaking of good baseball. Uh, not always. Uh, plenty of it being played in Omaha last night. Eh. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't all great, especially that last pitch. Well, before that, the three Vanderbilt errors that that created the late game Necess- heroics. The necessary yeah, heroics. Yeah. yeah. Walk-off wild pitch. Man, and it's a tough way to lose. It is, but, I mean, it just goes to show that, and we talked about this, every pitch matters. Uh, Jack Leiter said it. Right, mm-hmm. every pitch matters. Just one bad pitch can lose you a game, as Jack Leiter knows. 
Right. So, I mean, this is the College World Series. You have to be insanely focused at all times. And, you know, Stanford clearly had that focus early. Vanderbilt did not have that focus early. And Tim Corbin made them aware of that in no uncertain terms at one point in the dugout. And soon thereafter, Dominic Keegan with a two-run home run that cut Sanford's lead in half made it a 4-2 ball game. You have to tip your hat to Vanderbilt for making Stanford get 27 outs because they looked lifeless for the biggest part of that ball game. It was 4 nothing for the longest. It was 5-2. And then they scored three in the ninth to to win it. You know, the last one, again, coming on a walk-off wild pitch. Key at bat, um, the Vaz kid drawing the um, the two-out walk to get on base and extend the inning for Enrique Bradfield Jr., who um, singled down the right field line, moved Vaz to third, and got it rolling there. They scored all those runs with two outs in the ninth against Stanford's best pitcher, Brendan Beck, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago um, wanting to wear black for game two of the Supers out at Texas Tech because it was their funeral. He he was ready to preach Vanderbilt's um, eulogy as well, but didn't quite come off. So big win for the Commodores and tough loss for Stanford, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that's not what you, you know, that's not the way you want to go home. It's it's a tough way to go home. For Vanderbilt, um, if you are the SEC network, you <laughs> apparently sent Vanderbilt home. Man, a that's, graphic that's tough. posted to uh, SEC Now following the game says that Stanford defeated Vanderbilt 5-4. to four. This was on Twitter? This, or, or on their No, sh- on the TV. <sighs> On the on the TV, <laughs> right there on the TV, uh, and at the bottom it said it was the first time that in five tries that Vanderbilt had not won multiple games at the College World Series. Oh, so uh, it wasn't just a, it, it was a detail. It was a whole press. graphic. It oh. was it was the graphic they had. It was the the tweet that they had ready to go in the event that they lost. Went, uh, yeah. Oh, ouch. Two out, nobody on, one-two count uh, to Vaz before taking three straight balls to walk and, from and, Jim Davis. And I tell you, that that ball four was – That was a heck of a take. <laughs> tough, tough, tough take with three with two strikes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because what if you get rung up right there? Uh, talk about a tough way to go. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think this could be a catalyst. If they wind up winning this thing, if they wind up beating NC State twice on Friday and Saturday and getting into the finals, I mean, clearly, you know, because again, this is the defending reigning national champions. They won it in 2019. They've got their backs to the wall, somehow managed to win this thing. I mean, this definitely has the opportunity to be a momentum builder. It's all about pitching at this point. That's what they say. Momentum is your next day starter. (laughs) Who's next? uh, And next is supposedly Kumar Rocker. 
I guess they would play Friday. They, the last time they played was Saturday. Saturday. So, yeah, Kumar Rocker could go and Leiter could follow him. I don't think so. I don't think he would. Because Leiter went Monday. Monday to Saturday. That's six days. I mean, it's a tough It's a tough turnaround. But you're talking about a guy that you also skipped in the middle of the season in a series against Alabama. So and, you, and you're going to need in game one. Yeah, yeah. So that might be the play there. You you try to piece together that second game, and then you've got lighter for game one of the championship series. I would see that being the way it went. And that would be that would be the way to go. I, I think if I'm Tim Corbin, that's that's the way I'm taking it. But I'm not trying to offer Tim Corbin any advice, though. <laughs> no, no. And, Especially and, after last night's game was his 800th coaching victory at Vanderbilt. 800th win. Uh, big news yesterday for Vanderbilt. Got a gold glove winner, the freshman, right? Yeah, Enrique Brightfield Jr. was named to the, the Rawlings. Third. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was named to the Rawlings um, gold glove team. So, yeah, congrats big, to him. It started good. It ended good. It's not, it's not a bad day for Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. In the middle was kind of a little, tough. A little rough, a little rough, <laughs> including Bradfield getting picked off. First time all year. Uh, Lefty got him. Man, Nick Maldonado in the fourth last night was was pretty big, uh, and then that was that's when Corbin's dugout speech came in <laughs> came into play. Chris McIlvain was pretty big out of the bullpen as well. Oh man, it's uh, this is going to be a a fun next couple of days. Uh, yeah, if you're this, a Vanderbilt fan again. This NC State team. As we spoke with them, with Kevin Ingram yesterday, you know this this is a team that won twice at Arkansas after losing twenty one two in the first game of that Super Regional. So clearly they're playing with a lot of juice. I haven't and, lost since. Yeah. So including that one nothing win over Vanderbilt on Monday. So we'll see how it goes. Yes, should we will. be a lot of fun. Yes, we will. All right, let's uh, we'll let Lawson get in on the next one. Since we're going to talk some hockey, we'll also talk some NBA. Very briefly, talk about the NBA, and we may we may be able to get into some uh, some NCAA NIL talk because some states have have passed laws. Some states are about to pass laws, and if you don't have a law, then uh, Mark Emmert is trying to work on a temporary solution. It's it's a lot, uh, so it should be fun. So we'll talk it's, about. It's interesting to see Mark Emmert on the right side of history for once. Well, it's only because he has to be. Well, but it is what it is. At least he didn't take his ball and go home, right? So I guess we'll give him props for that. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about all of that on the other side of the break. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn Joint. We'll be right back. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. 
When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and Lawson Smith in studio here at the Front Porch Sports Headquarters. The Lee Company Studio, 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Also... WZYX 94.5 The Eagle Radio in Franklin County. Happy to have you all with us. Lawson, you asked to talk about some hockey. So we're talk about you, some hockey. We're going to let you talk about some hockey. Because last night <laughs> Time to a, do that hockey. Last uh, night was a very eventful game. Was it not? I you know as I was as I was watching highlights, and I didn't get the chance to watch the game, but as I was watching highlights, I thought, you know, Tampa Bay looked like the better team all night. It felt like they were never – there was never a time that it felt like Tampa was really going to lose this thing until they did. I'm going to agree with you on that, uh, except for one thing. I feel like, at least early in the game, the Islanders had all the pressure – and because they were feeding off the crowd's energy, which they were raucous all night, it seemed like they were nonstop chanting and singing. It was insane. For a stadium that holds about twelve, thirteen thousand, they sounded a lot more like eighteen thousand. It was crazy, but I mean they go down early from Braden Point, who has the second longest goal streak in the playoffs ever in the history with nine games in a row. Only second to Reggie Leach in the 90s, or the 75-76 season for the Philadelphia Flyers who scored 10 goals in 10 consecutive games. But I guess the crowd just gave the Islanders the boost that they needed and they were able to tie the game up late and win it in overtime only a minute in. And what perplexed me and also announcer Eddie Olchek, the fans berated the ice with empty beer cans, shoe, one shoe. Just one. One shoe. Just one shoe. One shoe. I have a picture of it that I saw on Twitter. <laughs> One shoe. A bunch of water bottles, but I, I just don't understand. Your team just won and forced game seven. Why are you throwing everything on the ice? They were euphoric. I, 
That's that's the only instance that I've ever seen something like that. Oh, you've not seen folks turn over cars after winning championships and burn down cities and stuff like that? Oh, okay, yeah. that's that's only if you're Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so that series is headed for what they say are the two best words in sports, right? Game, game seven. seven. And in hockey, hockey has the best game seven. Of any sport, the Stanley Cup playoffs, any game seven, it can be the first round or the or the Stanley Cup finals. If there's a game seven in hockey, it's going to be the most intense game you've ever seen played. I wonder why that is. Why is it more so in hockey than I think just any because of the physicality. You know what I mean? And the intensity. Just I mean, playoff that, hockey is m- ten times more intense than regular season hockey because everything's on the line. Yeah, but, but is, I mean, it, is it more intense than any other sport? I feel like it is. Uh, yes, and here you know if if there were a, a a seven game series, say in football, right? Then game seven would be a little more intense than game one or one game. Even I know they say you know, you leave it out all leave it all out on the field, but really. I mean, there's there's just a difference between you've played this team six times already. You know what they're going to do when they're going to do it. You know who the players are that you can be physical with and who the guys are that you need to be less physical with. And it just seems to me that the physicality of hockey is – is the reason that their game seven is better than say major league baseball or the NBA. I hate to interrupt Lawson's segment. Yeah. But have you got breaking news scrolling through Twitter as I am wont to do? (laughs) Yes, you are. You and I discussed this earlier this week and it has come to fruition. Did we predict something? Well, we just kind of saw that something had to happen, Mm -hmm. and it has, in fact, happened. Quarterback Caden Salter has been dismissed from the University of Tennessee football program following a second incident since arriving in January, sources tell VolQuest. This is from Brent Hubbs, the publisher of VolQuest, um, the UT Rivals um, website. Um wasn't he the uh, one that got in trouble uh, with uh, drugs and mm-hmm. at the dorm? Mm-hmm. The Texas native was suspended back in March following a dorm room incident. Salter was reinstated officially on June 1st. He was cited with another off-the-field in- issue last weekend when he was cited with simple possession of an illegal substance following an early morning traffic stop on Cumberland Avenue. So, this guy... Graduates from high school early in Cedar Hill, Texas, to get on campus to go through spring practice. Two arrests, zero practices for Caden Salter because he was suspended through spring practice. Uh, first of all, I think it needs. Uh, I think I need to put this out there. I, I think that. It's a dumb rule slash law. What's Just possession of personal use marijuana. Okay. But, but, but it's a law. It is a law. <laughs> it is a rule. 
And you can't be a five-star quarterback and break it or whatever he was. Four. Okay. But who's counting? I'm going to echo uh, Stephen A. Smith. Stay off the weed. Well, again, I tend to agree with Chris. I think it's ridiculous that, that simple possession of marijuana is is a arrestable offense. You know, well, he was, Say whatever you will. He for. wasn't arrested, though. He was just cited. I don't think they took him to jail. Okay. But... It should not it be. It doesn't matter. It, it, but, but, you know, particularly for a quarterback, I think, when decision-making is supposed to be one of your strengths. That's a t- Yeah. Well, I think you got that one right. I think you got that one right. So, you know, um, and it's unfortunate because – I mean, I, I don't think I don't think the quarterback situation at UT has been decided. I, I don't know how much of a shot he would have had had he not run into either of these issues. Had he not run into either of them, he's got a shot. Probably a pretty good one. Anything's better than Jarrett Garantano. Well, well, you say that, but I think he's supposed to start at Washington State this year. So. Well, his that, first his that first means pass that they didn't really have any competition. Then his first pass as a Washington State Cougar was a pick six. So <laughs> in their spring game, it's so fitting. Oh, that does fit. <laughs> so there you go. I was never fit. a fan of him. He well, was awful. There's uh, that's enough. I I'm not surprised. I don't know oh, I'm not qu- surprised at all. I mean, like we said, we meant to talk about this earlier in the week, but we were off Monday, and we've been pecked to the gills ever since, but I did want to get this out there. Goodbye, Caden Salter. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> Where does he go from here? Uh, you know. John Gross, paging John Gross at Jacksonville <laughs> State University. <laughs> you know, I mean, he'll <laughs> land somewhere. Clearly. Oh yeah, I mean, because again, in in terms of in degrees of bad things, it's this hardly ranks. It's on the it's on the bottom rung. Yeah, so you know. Anyway, just, just don't go Josh Gordon on us. No. I, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. We've got about five minutes, maybe, to talk a little. NBA, NBA, little Trey Young, Trey Young, forty-eight points, eleven. What eleven assists? Seven eleven boards? assists, seven or no? I thought it was six rebounds. I don't know how many rebounds he had. He didn't have ten. He didn't have ten because <laughs> it wasn't triple double. Yeah, but but this was at Milwaukee. A very similar situation for Milwaukee. They they love to get up on teams early. And then, blow the lead. Fade away as the the game uh, goes on, and Trey Young took full advantage of it. I mean, well done to this young man who who never gave up on his team and his teammates, and just absolutely put the team on his back. Uh, according to ESPN stats and information research, uh, Atlanta. Is only the fourth team in NBA history to win three game ones on the road. They join the 99 Knicks, the 89 Bulls, and the 81 Rockets. Say that again. They are the fourth team in NBA history. They the won, other three were? Uh, the Knicks. Win? Eight, 99. Okay. 89 and 81. 
So the so first it has team, n- the this, first team in twenty two millennium. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was where I was trying to get to because I thought you said eighty nine. I did you, for the Bulls, but ninety nine for the Knicks. Yeah. So the the most recently it has happened is ninety nine. Yeah, twenty years plus. The Hawks are partying like it's nineteen ninety nine. Well, it is Trey Young's coming out party. It, it he, is. This is his it rise really is. to superstardom. Like. It's kind of that next step for him, I think. I mean, um, with, folks were familiar with him, but not to the degree that they have become familiar over the last little week, little bit, and will continue to do so. Because, so I, I wasn't here for the entirety of the Stanley Cup run. I certainly wasn't here for the Super Bowl run, but. The way that you've talked about the Super Bowl run and the way that the city was, mm-hmm. the the time I was here for the Stanley Cup run, I, and it was very little, but I was here a couple of times, and mm-hmm. it, it was a, a huge deal right. for everybody. It wasn't that way when I was in Atlanta over the weekend. Like, I didn't see folks wearing Hawks jerseys all around and, and, and really fired up downtown Atlanta. You know I what? Mean, because I think that city has been jilted so many times that the buy-in just isn't there. They're they're like the guy sitting out in the outfield seats in They'll major in league. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, that one shoe that got thrown out on the ice against the Islanders. They're waiting for the other one. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going to happen. This is why we can't have nice things. I think that's what everybody in Atlanta is thinking. Some kind of way we're going to screw this up. And so if you don't buy in, then you don't get your heart broke. I, I guess. And that's a that's a great way to put it. I mean, uh that's that's tough if you're an, if you're an Atlanta fan. Is Trey Young the the guy though? Like is he the new Atlanta guy, you know there was there was Chipper for a while, there was Julio for a while, there was Vic for a while. Is Trey Young like the the guy that everybody in Atlanta is going to latch on to? I think Ronald Acuna, Mister yeah. Atlanta. I, I think Ronald Acuna would like a word. I think part of the part of the issue with Acuna is, you know, he's not in the community as much as as Trey is. He's not, you know, Trey is out there, kind of like Vic was. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, if if he's the the superstar guy. I don't know. I think he, if he's not, he will be if they win this series and go to the finals yep. and or win the finals. All right, we're gonna come back, and when we do, we're going to talk with uh, Columbia Parks and Rec director Mac Reagan on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Y'all stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net.
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Lawson Smith with you here in the Lee Company studio in Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM. Also, welcome to our friends in Franklin County on 94.5 The Eagle WZYX. Listen, worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, it's about that time. Set the roof on fire. Yeah. Listen worldwide on FrontPortRadioTN.com live or watch us on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Uh, you can watch us. Watch the show there. Listen to the show, like I said, anywhere. You can just tell Alexa, Alexa, play WKOM, and she will. And you can listen to us there. So, plenty of options to hear us. That's the good thing. Now, we are going to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline at the top of the hour here. But first, we need to tell you about our friends over at Columbia Academy who are sponsoring this segment. This segment's brought to you by Columbia Academy. They're scheduling appointments for visits. You can find them online at cabulldogs.org. They have campuses in Columbia and in Spring Hill, so be sure and check them out again. That's cabulldogs.org, Columbia Academy. Now, to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline we go. On there, we have Columbia Parks and Rec uh, Manager Mac Reagan and City Manager Tony Massey. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys. Um, with the news of Ralph Weekly's retirement as co-softball coach at the University of Tennessee yesterday, I uh, thought it might be good to reach out to you all because you've got a pretty unique relationship, I think, with Ralph and Karen Weekly. Um, the four of y'all basically – put together the the mid-state classic softball game that has been played out at ridley park since i guess what 2015 was the first year is that right 2014 14 excuse me um it's going off memory and that's never a good idea but um (laughs) have have you all had a chance to speak with the weeklies over the last 24 hours or so since this news of ralph's decision came down well, Maurice, I, uh, Tony Massey, I mm-hmm. tried to get a hold of Ralph last night and uh, left a voicemail with him and also texted him congratulating him on his career at UT. And I did uh, did not speak with him last night, but I did have a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. And at that time, he told me he was thinking about retiring, but was probably going to go one more year. So I guess between that conversation and yesterday, he decided to go ahead and retire now but in that conversation a couple weeks ago we got a commitment that they are coming back to play next spring in columbia okay we're going to hold them i would love that (laughs) there you go try to get that in writing now um ralph concludes a 35 year career the last 20 of which were spent at the university of tennessee won 1450 games over that time span um 949 at UT and again uh, a big friend to you guys starting up the Mid-State Classic in 2014 played it in 14 uh, 
there have been some breaks for, for various reasons, and it's not been played the last couple of years. So I know you guys will be happy to get it back going in 22. Absolutely, Maurice. And just give you a little background that you may or may not know that, that the Ralph and Karen Weekly and I go back to my days in Bristol, Tennessee, back 17, 18 years ago. Uh, when I was city manager up there, we had UT playing Virginia Tech every, every year, you know, being on the state line like that. So we called it the state line classic. Mm-hmm. So when I came back home, uh, called Ralph up, said, would you be interested in doing the same thing in Columbia? We'll just call it the Mid-State Classic. And he was all for it. And that's how we got going. And Yeah, we played, let's see, 2014 was MTSU. The next year, I believe we had Belmont in here to play them. 16. Year, that was my We might have got the weather may have gotten us that year. Uh, and I'm trying to think that we've had MTSU. And then we've had uh, Memphis here in 2018. Uh, yeah. Um, again, we, we, we have, uh, then we had Auburn in here, but that was the weather got us on that. Uh, one. Uh, yeah. That Fifteen in fifteen, you had um, some scheduling issues, and seventeen, UT Auburn was canceled because of some okay. weather issues, like you said. Um, it was MTSU and UT, I think, in eighteen, and then. Memphis, Memphis in 19. 19. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and Memphis, and Memphis was scheduled to come back in, in, well, last spring, I guess. And obviously everything got shut down because of the pandemic. So, right, right. And we've been in contact with Natalie Poole and she's committed to coming next year to play Tennessee too. So we've just, we'll just reschedule that game that got canceled last year. Okay. Do you all have a date yet? Uh, no, but we'll probably, hopefully, Midweek, probably late March, early April, we're going to, have to kind of work with their schedules. But that's sort of the, the parameter of which we've talked about. In the way softball schedules fall, Maurice, that's absolutely, you know, that's right at the beginning of conference play. Mm-hmm. So once they get in conference play, the conference scheduling takes over. So you can't really bust that. So that's about as late as they can. And, and they always want to give us a good date. So we really appreciate that, you know, so – That'll be that, but it'll be late March, early April. Okay. And that's why why we don't have games on weekends because of the conference schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I think um, it's always been midweek. It's all, you know, when you've been able to actually pull it off. And and it's tough because you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room. There's no really rescheduling this thing. It's either an all or nothing on whatever day it is. That's kind of what has happened with the years that you've not been able to have it. Um, If you've got weather on that Tuesday or Wednesday, then it's just tough luck. Yeah. Yeah. And the schedules are so tightly booked. There's just no making up really any games. You know, there's conference games who get rained out. And, you know, that's the reason you'll find teams in conference have different records. So it's part of it. And uh, it's part of softball and, you know, baseball and spring sports all together. Right. Right. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Columbia City Manager Tony Massey and Columbia Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan as, um, we discussed the the news from yesterday of Tennessee softball co-coach Ralph Weekly announcing his retirement after 20 years at UT, 35 years in the coaching game. Um, if you all thought that Ralph was going to retire, would you have thought 
that Karen was going to stay or would you have expected them both to step down together? Because I know what I expected. Um, Ralph had shared with me that Karen still wanted to coach for a few more years. So it wasn't a big surprise uh, to me anyway, Mm -hmm. the announcement that she was going to take over. Um, And and I think for the last year, she's probably been doing more than on field coaching anyway. What we could tell, just watching them on TV. So. That's interesting. I, I, I go ahead. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you've got a little bit of difference in, in age and what they want to do. I believe too. Uh, I believe that can come into effect. Um, you know, Ralph has been. Uh, you know, he has a really, really unique career. And Mr. Maskin going that. A lot of people don't know he was military service and. He got into softball later, and he's really had a unique uh, life. And um, he's, he's really a valuable person, and, and we hope to do some things to honor him once they come back this year. So uh, I was for sure that she would want to coach more, and this gives him a chance to probably volunteer coach if he wanted to, and uh, it allowed them to have an extra person on staff. So – and knowing Ralph, let me know, Ralph, I don't think he's going to go quietly in tonight. I think he's going to no. be involved behind the scenes. Well, and, you know, that was kind of my thought all along. Like like I was saying, like we were saying earlier in the show, it's not like Ralph's going to say, good luck down at Tuscaloosa this weekend, Karen, and I'm going to hang yeah. out and watch it on TV. So, <laughs> you know. We would, be, we would be absolutely shocked that he's not with Karen when they, when they come next spring. Yeah, so. yeah I I would say he will do something of that type of nature where he will get involved. And, uh, you know, that he, he'll be drawing his retirement and probably uh, coaching. And uh, Karen, uh, she has a new contract with the university, I believe, that they said yesterday on the uh, news. So, you know, it sounds like it could be something that, you know, gives him what he wants to do, you know. So she I'm has- happy for him. Yeah. She has been extended through June of 2025, according to the release from and, from the school. And I think what, what that does is it gives you, like you said, it, it opens up a coaching spot where maybe you're basically picking your coach in waiting. So I, I think that's a really uh, unique aspect of the way that this is going to work out. And uh, most people don't realize that there's so many, you know, so many different styles of softball hitting and playing mm-hmm. that you need different coaches. Like sure. a lot of clubs have a coach that teaches just slap hitting, you know. Right. You know, you'll see them run out of the base box and they're, you know, they're slapping the ball into play and, and beating it out. So, I mean, it's almost got into specialized like football where you have to have so many coaches and it gives the university an extra position. And like I say, you know, if you if Ralph did want to volunteer, I, you know, I'm not for sure if he will, but I, I have a feeling he will. If he did want to volunteer, then that would be a, he would be a volunteer coach. And, and could you find a more qualified coach anywhere than Ralph Weekly? I mean, not no. volunteering, not for free, not for free, <laughs> not free. free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. University's coming out. He definitely fits into the budget. Speaking on the Park Motor Sales Hotline <laughs> with, with Tony Massey yeah. And, yeah. and Mac Reagan, the city manager of Columbia and the Parks and Rec Director for Columbia. And, Chris, you had a question. Yeah, I, 
I was just going to ask, you know, kind of give us an update about what's going on at Ridley. We know summertime is always a really uh, busy time over there with, with the, the softball and, and baseball and whatnot. So uh, w- what's going on uh, coming up here at Ridley Park? Uh, we have our normal tournament schedule, which is pretty much every weekend. Uh, we have some three-on-three soccer coming in, and uh, they'll start in uh, July, and we will push. Ridley basically runs full-time now from February until uh, late uh, November, early December with uh, soccer moving in. So it's nonstop. Uh, we have rentals that take place that have really gotten huge this year. Uh, we've had a push that a lot more teams have been playing travel ball, and we'll have those teams travel in and rent our facility to practice and play. So it's really, really picked up, and it's uh, uh, it's going full blast. Ralph, uh, excuse me, uh, Maxwell, as you mentioned, the, the unique tournament we had about a month ago from all the out-of-state teams that were yeah. here. The, the uh, actually, Maurice, I, well, he called me about that. We had uh, over 45 of the top. U11 teams in an invitational-only tournament that came in and played at Ridley. That's the absolute best teams in the nation. It's volunteer-only, and only two of those teams was in-state. Had an economic impact of $1.8 million for that one weekend. So, that's uh, that's what we like to amazing. hear. Yes, it, it, it was big, huge, came in top flight. Uh, you can see a lot of things that the city did on social media that shows that the activities, it was just a well-run event by everyone involved. I wouldn't be surprised with the college coaches down there scouting. They were. They actually had kids who had received uh, invitations to uh, elite play for uh, like uh, local uh, colleges and universities have on campus. So those kids were already basically being recruited. And most of those kids that are going to sign will sign by their freshman or sophomore year. In high school, they'll commit. Yeah, yep. yeah so happens all the time. It, it, <laughs> it's the absolute best of the best, and the person who organized that is fighting to bring three more tournaments in. So oh. it's it's the, Ridley's the same as it's been for the last three or four years. There's a fight to get a day, open date, and uh, you know when one comes open, it's scooped up quickly. Well, we're excited for for what you guys have done over there, and it's a fantastic facility, and the city is is certainly proud to have it. I'm sure. So, thank you guys for what you do, and uh, for you know helping young softball players uh, be able to play in a top notch facility. You know, having a having UT, which obviously is one of the marquee college softball teams in the country, coming here every year. Now, all that's done is increase the awareness about Ridley with these tournaments and it's it, it really helps us market yeah. the facility having having a college game here every every spring. So yeah, it's made it to where we actually don't have to go out and recruit anymore. We have people coming to us. So and that's a huge advantage for a department. Well and, and probably no better compliment is when these college coaches come in here whether it's Ralph and Karen or the MTSU coach Breeden. Yep. Uh, He's came back and played here during uh, the college tournament. And, and the compliments that we've gotten about quality of facilities and the quality of the turf. I yep. heard you mention that. Yeah. Uh, everyone that we brought in has had uh, nothing but good things to say. Uh, and we've actually heard things like uh, from Auburn when they, were, they came in 
they said that the field was as good as any SEC tournament field that they had played on that year. So when you can compete with the SEC at anything, you're doing something right. So <laughs> we're really pleased with that. Uh, we're uh, constantly upgraded. We just uh, top-dressed uh, half of our fields, and we'll do the other half later this uh, upcoming summer. Uh, it's just a, it's a constant uh, um constant way to look to improve what we're doing well so uh and a lot of that's through the uh the department uh getting uh um, capital projects from the city government that allows us to purchase uh, specialty equipment and to do these things in a way that we can afford and keep the cost down so um no matter who's playing on these fields if it's our, our local kids or if it's a practice or whatever we want to provide them with the best service that they can get it's all about improving the quality of life. Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, that was a, a nice sales pitch there, a little subtle sales pitch to the city manager, Tony Massey, there from <laughs> Mac Reagan. Hey, we need money. Or not so subtle. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, and I know this is going to be hard for people to believe in the profession, but uh, we get what we need at Ridley Park and all, all of our parks. We rebuilt every baseball, softball infield this year in the city. Hey. And we had to do some of it ourselves. The equipment we utilize at Ridley, we utilize at Fairview Park, we utilize it at, you know, Cox, the, the park behind Cox, and uh, Eva Gilbert. We utilize all that everywhere. So um, we do sports right here. Well, when you bring in $1.8 million, uh, over a weekend. Over a weekend, yeah. I feel Three like days. I feel like we can we can make some we can move some money around to help you out. <laughs> well, like yeah. I say, we we pretty much are operating at the uh, what we had what we projected at the beginning. So uh, we just cut a lot of the fat out and, and started doing things better. And um, I'm really pleased with the direction we're heading. I'll uh, shout out to Mac. He's done an outstanding job. Since he's become our director to really uh, put some tender loving care into all our ball fields and get them up to the to the levels they are today that we're we match up with any marsh rec department across the state, probably southeastern United States. Yeah. Marsh quality of the uh, ball fields we've got and playgrounds and everything else. So. Well, and you guys do do a great job, and we appreciate what you do. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today on uh, on the show. Uh, we hope to speak with you again about uh, about the the Mid State Classic when when it comes around. And it sounds maybe. like it sounds like one of y'all's got a phone call to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we can get uh, Ralph on the phone sometime to interview with you guys from Davenport with Memphis sometime. Let us know. Sure, we appreciate oh, that it. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Expect, as soon as we set up a date, I think that that would be a good thing to try to start working on. I think you're right. Ralph, um, Mac Reagan and Tony Massey joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Appreciate you guys taking some time with us. Our pleasure. All right. Thanks, sir. All right. Thank you, now. All right. And that's going to do it for segment four. Four down. Two to go. Atlanta Braves and Nashville Sounds. Kind of a, kind of a special treat tonight on Throwback Thursday. So we'll tell you about what it is on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint approaching the bottom of the hour here on the show coming to you from the lee company studio and front porch sports headquarters of wkom 1017 fm and 94.5 the eagle in franklin county need to tell you about uh, that Southern Middle Tennessee Outdoors, which will air today at 505105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105105
if next man up was a lineup, it was the Braves lineup after Acuna was scratched and everything else. Tough night. Yeah, you know, when you when you take an all-star out of your lineup, like Ronald Acuna Jr., then obviously you're battling uphill at that point. And, you know, <laughs> it's rare that you say this, but, you know, credit Snitker. I mean, if, if Acuna was having some issues with his back, you know, get him out of there and let's get it cleared up and let's try to get him back on the field, you know, tonight as they take on Cincinnati. Um, sometimes you got to – Sometimes you got to lose a battle to win a war, and you know if if he was having some back issues, you don't want to see that become a lingering thing. If you can nip it in the bud, as a former lawman used to say, so. nip it in the bud. Let me get my bullet out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. no reason to try and do anything dumb there. Just just take the day. We're, we're, we got some th- treatment. We got three more days we got to play. So let's try to figure it out. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important to, especially considering, you know, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know they played Friday, Saturday, two on Sunday, two on Monday, Tuesday. Well, they, they didn't play Saturday. Well, so, you're right. They didn't play Saturday, but yeah. they did play four in two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they were certainly going to play. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> on and, Saturday. And so you were getting ready. The, the, so they probably went to the park. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Before you know, they didn't get a day off necessarily. It's and just, they don't have a day off until Monday. They've got four at Cincinnati starting tonight, off Monday, and then they start. Um, they've got three with the Mets and three with Miami, and then without a travel day, they've got three at Pittsburgh. So they play. They go, they go Atlanta to Pittsburgh or Miami yeah. to Pittsburgh? No, uh, they go from Atlanta against Miami to Pittsburgh. Okay. So they've got three at home against the Mets. They've got three at home against Miami, and then they go to Pittsburgh for three. Gotcha. Well, nothing like a little NL Central to help you out. Hopefully. <laughs> well, it worked out for the for when the Cardinals came. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah this is, you know, the Braves have have uh, three games behind out of out of five hundred, uh, five games out of first place in the NL East. But again, this is NL Central. This is the Reds were on a tear there for a minute, and then it kind of all fell off the rails in that last series. So I'll be interested to see how how this one plays out because. We don't even know who's pitching for the Braves at this point because everybody's on the aisle. Yeah. Um, and I think they sent Bryce Wilson down earlier this week, which means unless somebody else goes on the aisle, he has to be down for 10 days. So can't bring him back quickly. So the Braves again, thirty-five and thirty-eight, open a four-game series at Cincinnati tonight. The Reds come in at thirty-six and thirty-six. That is a six-ten start. It can be seen on Bally Sports South, beginning at six o'clock. It can be heard on our sister station, one hundred three point seven WKRM FM. Pre-game beginning at four fifty-five. Um, TBD 
getting the start for the Braves against Cincinnati's Tony Santillian, who is 0-1 with a 4-7-0 ERA. And um, as Chris said, the Braves dropped the finale of that series against the Mets 7-3 last night. So, Yeah, tough night, tough night. But a, uh, we, we did get the, the random Enciarte bomb. I don't know where that came from, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Why not? It, at, at that point, yeah, why not? I it mean, was, you, you get the rare NCRT bomb. Um, Freeman was what, four for four? Yeah. Let's not. You know. Four singles. I was going to ask. I'm just curious. Um, is it time to end the Freddy and the two-hole experiment? This lineup is so jacked up that I'd put heck you could put him in the five hole, it wouldn't make no difference. <laughs> well, I mean, with 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 Acuna scratched last night, here's a batting order that they started the game with. So Dansby's leading off. Dansby Swanson was the leadoff hitter, folks. I think he has leadoff capabilities. Did not show them last night going over five or two strikeouts. But Dansby leading off, Freddie batting second. Again, he was four for four with a walk. All four of those were singles. Ozzy Albies in the three-hole goes 0 for four with a walk and a strikeout. Abraham Almonte is your number four hitter. And has been for the last three, four games. He's 0 for four. That's not good when you get a guy on who goes four times – Freddie gets on the next two guys behind him get out. Go over. Yep. <laughs> That's not ideal. Well, at least one of those times, I guess, Albies at least drew a walk. But um, Austin Riley, batting fifth at third base, goes two for four, scores a run. Um, Erde Adrianza in right in Acuna's spot, batting six. He goes one for two with a run scored. He scored on the Drove in a run. Uh, okay. And um, walk twice. Contreras, catching batting seventh, goes 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Um, Enciarte is the number eight hitter. Again, he's 1 for 4 with the, the two-run homer. And the pitcher spot. So That's tough. The pitcher spot, which saw Drew Smiley pinch hit there at one point. He went over one, shockingly enough. <laughs> well, he he had a was it him or uh, no? It was Morton that had the warning track shot uh, a couple of nights ago. A couple of nights ago, yeah. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, if it's not Enoa, I don't know that I want a pitcher pinch hitting for the Braves. Well, so. I mean, the Mets did it, <laughs> so they they were just like, "Hey, that was a good idea. Let's try it." <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyway, yeah, like I said, the lineup you could you could almost just draw them out of a hat right now. I, I mean, I just stick Acuna in the one spot and then draw everybody and then else go. out and see what you get. I mean, <laughs> one's just as good as another. And hit hit Riley second. Why not? I'm not sure you don't hit Riley third because I, I and I put Ozzy in the four hole. Ozzy's had been hitting in the four hole. I still think the best order, if everybody's performing, would be Acuna and Swanson, too. Yeah, when Swanson hit two, 
what was it last year? Mm-hmm. He I thought he, it went well. He excelled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could go Acuna, Swanson, Freeman. You could go Riley four. And then Ozzy at five. Yep. That's a that's a heck of a top five right there. But I'd take it. Hey, who are we and what do we know? Well, we certainly aren't being uh asked. We're not being asked. So Yep. Give us this damn Braves history real quick. All right then. Uh, on June 24, 2018, the Los Angeles Dodgers tie a National League record with seven solo home runs in an 8-7 win over the host Mets with former New York infielder Justin Turner's 12th inning shot serving as a game winner. That record of seven was originally set by the Braves in a 13-12 win at Wrigley Field on May 28, 2006. Edgar Renteria and Adam LaRoche each hit a pair of one-run homers. Ryan Langerhans, Andrew Jones, and Brian Pena added to that total. Um, They hit eight home runs in the game with Marcus Giles hitting a three-run shot. Seven solo home runs. That's seven homers, seven runs. And how unlucky can you be? It's not ideal. Yeah. Oh, man. You mentioned the sounds a little bit ago. They continue their six-game series. At First Horizon Park tonight against visiting Charlotte. Sounds 27-15 and 15 after last night's 13-6 loss. Um, Charlotte 17-25. and 25. And it's Throwback Thursday. And what else we got? So it, it's Throwback Thursday, which means they'll be wearing the, the royal and red, which is always good. Uh, and, and I think beer prices and hot dog prices are much lower than normal. But... It is the AAA debut of former uh, of 2019 National Pitcher of the Year and 2019 College Baseball All-American and first round pick of the Milwaukee Brewers, Jackson slash Lexington, Tennessee native, Ethan Small takes the bump tonight. Jackson. Jackson. Okay. We're going down to Jackson. <laughs> Got married in a fever, huh? Uh, Apparently. I, I bet, I bet Ethan Small will be wearing a Mississippi State T-shirt up under that Royal and, Royal and Red tonight. He was, his Twitter was was really, uh, ob- was obviously very pro-MSU recently. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. So, there's that. So, he was named AA Pitcher of the Week last week before being called up to the AAA uh, affiliate of the Brewers, uh, so pretty big deal, pretty big deal. Uh, over seven starts in the Arizona League and with Wisconsin, and he was 0-2 with an 0-8-6 ERA. <laughs> 0-2 with an 0-8. Hi, Jacob deGrom. <laughs> Meet Ethan Small. <laughs> again, again, I didn't lose. Y'all <laughs> Oh, man. So there you have it. It's going to be a big one tonight. So get out to uh, First Horizon Park if you can. That first pitch is at 7.05. All right, we're going to take a quick break because when we come back, we've got the Vought, Mike Keith, talking about Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame uh, and what's coming up on Saturday night. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. 
Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into the show, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in the front porch sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM and 94.5 The Eagle down in Franklin County. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Thursday edition of the show. Chris Yao, Mo Patton. Lawson Smith in studio with you here and happy to to be bringing you this final segment of the Thursday show with the voice of the Titans and 2021 inductee into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and host of the 2021 Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame show, Mike Keith. Mike, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Good to be with you. Good to have you, sir. So, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame Class of 2021 special presented by the Tennessee Titans will debut as a two-hour televised special event Saturday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, at tshf.net and through the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame's Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook pages. Mike Keith, 2021 inductee and voice of the Tennessee Titans, will host the event celebrating sports in the volunteer state. You know, if you are hosting your own induction, that's talent right there. That's I tip my hat to you, Vot. Okay. Can, can I just sort of bring this into focus a little bit? Because I know it sounds odd, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you realize that. <laughs> a, 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 it's not true that if I agreed to host it, they would let me in the Hall of Fame. That's been rumored. I know that's out there. That wasn't a clause in the contract that at some that point you would... like, okay, I'll host it, but you have to let me in the Hall of Fame. No, that wasn't it. The second part of it that's not true is I do not induct myself. I, just, I mean, how how awkward would that be if you said, "Well, listen, hey, how about this guy?" You know, I mean, that you know, that doesn't. Let's work. give him a round of applause, folks. <laughs> Let's get. Hey, how about me? Right. No, that doesn't. That doesn't work. So I get that it's odd, but th- I mean, this is COVID at its finest. Because the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame is a 5013C. It's a charity. And so to have a, a, an event for the charity and to be good stewards of the money, Brad Willis had to get a venue of a certain size to host the dinner. I think probably by February. Well, in February, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know? And so he had to make the decision very early on that we were going to do this virtually again this year. 
we did a two-hour special last year, and it turned out really, really nice. And so the decision was made we're going to do a two-hour special again this year. Well, again, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame is a charity. They've got to be good stewards of their resources. Doing a TV production costs a good bit of money. We have somebody that we work with who does a fantastic job producing it. But the question was, how would we put the whole thing together? And when Brad and I were talking about how we how we would figure it out and keep costs as low as possible and things of that sort to produce it as quickly as possible, um, I said, you know, Brad, I said, if I've hosted this thing for 20 years. I said, if you want me to do it, I said, you could come on and induct me, and then we just go on with the show, and then it's business as usual. And we, we did the shoot uh, over the course of an entire day. We were at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame for 10 hours Oof. to do all of this. And so, you know, it means a lot to me to take out sort of the hokey, corny part of it. It means a lot to me. Being able to help them in this way means a lot to me. And so that's why we did it that way. When you watch the special, I promise you, you will not think it's weird. Yeah, it sounds weird on the front end. And I get that. And because I've known Mo Patton for over 40 years, I know I'm going to come on this show and he's going to give me the business. I know it. I know well, it's going to happen. Well, here's the and, thing, and, Mike. And if I, I totally, didn't, and I totally get that. And, and if I didn't, you think there was something wrong. I would think I was on the wrong show. You're correct. <laughs> there you go. Well, here's the thing is, uh, you know, Mo is just upset because he was hoping to induct his himself into the TSWA Hall of Fame this year, but he is not getting that opportunity. So he was really jealous at first because he thought you were going to get to do something he didn't. Well, let's, let's put it this way. If we had had a dinner like we normally do, I would not have been the host. Right. Because that would be really, really odd. I mean, that would be really, really. But when you see, because it's a TV special, and because I I know the inductees, I can do the interviews, I can do some writing, and, and I've always done that. That's always been a part of what my role has been. Yeah, here's a give time for a funny story. Uh, always. I know we're up against a hard out at the it top is, of the hour. It's, but it's, it's just ridiculously hard, like concrete. Okay, so <laughs> you're good. So ni- 1999, Doug Dickey is the president of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Doug Dickey is the athletic director at Tennessee, and I worked with him. I didn't work for him, but I worked with him when I was in Knoxville. Coach Dickey thought I worked for him. He thinks everybody works for him <laughs> to this day. Even if you don't work for the- him. He thinks you work for it. Yeah. And that's why I love I love Coach Dickey for that reason, because he is who he is. So he says to me in 1999, you're going to host the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame dinner. I said, Coach Dickey, I said, there's a problem. I got my front teeth knocked out. And the, this is true. The week before the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame dinner, I... I'm going to have to have surgery to start the implant process to put in implants to replace my front two teeth. So I said, I'm not going to be able to talk on that Friday night. And Coach Dickey 
Coach Dickey really didn't accept that. <laughs> but, it, but it was 100% true. And I had the surgery on Tuesday. I went to the dinner on Friday. I had all these stitches in my gums. I had no idea really where I was because I was in a tremendous amount of pain. Bob Bell hosted, did a great job. So, little known fact, I did my first 12 games as the Titans announcer with no front teeth. I was wearing a partial. Wow. I didn't get my, I didn't get, I didn't, yeah, I was doing dentu cream and all that stuff to get through it. So midway through that season, I finally got the implant. All of it was done. It was an 11-month process. And and now, and they're still working, which thank goodness that's the case. And so I took over as host in in 2000, you know, after the one-year hiatus, because that's what Coach Dickey said. So it took me being my teeth knocked out to get out <laughs> of starting in 99, Um and and so now, you know, I've been doing it this long and I have some background with it. Like I said, I've done a lot of writing for it and I've always really hoped I made a, a nice contribution and maybe saved him a couple of bucks on production because it really does mean a lot to me. Being from here, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame is a, is a real passion project for me. So that's a that's a long story. But yeah, true story. Keep. He thought I should go ahead and do it, even even though I just had surgery three days earlier and had no front teeth. Well, I'm just glad Santa Claus came along and you got your two front teeth for Christmas. We we're glad to hear. I that. did. <laughs> I got them for Valentine's Day. Actually, that's when I got them. I'm sure Mrs. Keith appreciated that. <laughs> we're on the park. She was very. She, she was very happy. Uh, the the whole thing living with someone for several months with no front teeth was not what she had signed Clear, yes, that's true. clearly mike took the uh the predators coming to town really seriously he got into I it did. <laughs> I, i'm sure there's a story on how those teeth got knocked out as well but we're not going to get into it speaking well, of the, the good news is the good news is mrs keith was not involved in that which <laughs> would have been <laughs> actually that's a little shocking but oh, anyway i know it truly is it's a hundred Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans and host of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame 2021 class induction this weekend. Mike, and I do appreciate you giving some context to that situation because when I first heard it, it it certainly did strike me as odd. But, um, you know, looking and we've talked to you before about this class. um, Bill Bates, Kathy Bender, Mike Caldwell, Cindy Parlow-Cone, Todd Helton, Mary Lou Johns, Reggie Johnson, David Poole, Brandon Rowland, Tommy Woods, and the aforementioned Mike Keith. I, I'm not as familiar with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame as a lot of people, certainly not as familiar as you are. But this class, I would think, stacks up against any class that's been inducted to this point. You know, the good news is we get to say that every year. And that is so cool, Mo, because we find these people who are, I mean, Cindy Parlow Cone is one of the best in the world as a, as a female soccer player. Mm-hmm. Brandon Rowland is one of the best wheelchair basketball players and now golfers in the United States, like top of the line. David Poyer the winningest general manager in hockey history, history. Uh, 
so you go on and on, you know, and then you've got the, you know, the Bill Bates and the Todd Helkins and the Reggie Johnsons that you know a little bit, what Tommy Woods means to East Tennessee State, Mary Lou Johns meant to, at that time, Memphis State women's basketball, now the University of Memphis. It's just kind of on and on and on. And it, it's why it's so special to me having grown up here because you, you're so proud of all of these stories, what the people have meant to sports, what they've meant to their communities, what they've meant to their families, how they've affected so many people in a positive way, I think. And, and I think, Mo, when you and I were at Franklin Junior High, seventh grade, you had to take Tennessee history, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. But we got to take a trip to the state capitol. You know, that was part of Tennessee history. I think a trip to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame should be mandatory as part of that trip because the lessons that you learn and when you see Pat Summit, when you see, you know, a lot of the Tiger Bells, when you learn about Condridge Holloway, when you see Peyton Manning and you see Perry Wallace and I mean, just on and on and on, you're like, wow. Uh, these people have made a difference in the world, and sports might have been their launch point to do that, but they're about a lot more than sports in terms of how they've impacted society. Makes me proud. We absolutely agree with you on that. I think you're exactly right, and and Brad Willis has done a fantastic job as well. Mike Keith, Voice of the Titans, 2021 Hall of Famer, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks for joining us, man. Guys, take care. All right, that's going to do it on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be back tomorrow, 9 o'clock. If you missed any part of the day's show, sm-tnsports.com on the podcast. You can catch it all. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint in the Lee Company Studio.